You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't going to go through all them AKAs today because we got a lot of shit to get to. Um, but as always, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You can find me on Not So Newlywed PC across all the social media platforms. Um, happy birthday to Flawless Noises. This will be dropping on the two-year anniversary of the network, and we are yet holding on. And a huge shout-out to our co-founder and our friend, Curtis. Um, we still rocking. We didn't let the ship sink, so you would be happy to see that. Um, also, if you are subscribed to our Patreon, thank you. If you're not, you should subscribe. Starting at the $5 level, you get a lot of shows. You get Ratchet Reloaded. You get Bring It Back. You get the Woo Wrap-Up. Um, you get it's some other stuff too, but you you get it. Um, you get you get your brain for it, your book. Hashtag content. Certainly, mm-hmm, certainly do. And if you are a fan of shows that we don't cover on our regular feed, they typically pop up on Ratchet Reloaded, like Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, our trailer park favorite, Life After Lockup, Love After Lockups. Love so. It. Love it. Love it. Love it. White trash. And we showed our ass on the episode that just aired <laughs> yesterday. Damn sure did. I was did. listening back. When I was listening back while um editing, I was like, ooh, we didn't have to show out like that. But yes, we did. Um, that's did. our red. <laughs> That's our red noise level. If you subscribe to our blue noise level, you get the wind down, you get the FNM round table, um, you get exclusive video content, and you'll get some other great stuff that we're rolling out. And also, I just set it up so that um, merch will be fulfilled through Patreon. So you get an exclusive Flawless Noises logo print at the $5 level, which is red noise. You get a nice, cute little FNM sticker at the $10 level. If you move up to the Violet Noise level, which is basically our loyalty program, you'll get exclusive Flawless Noises merch every three months. So quarterly, and that could be a t-shirt, a long sleeve t-shirt, a mug, a tote. And the t-shirt is the t-shirt is actually really nice. I actually went in and designed a super exclusive t-shirt just for that level. And it says it's basically an FNM t-shirt established in 2019. So if you jump up to that level, I think you'll really like it. Um, that's our $25 level. You'll get everything you get on the red and the blue noise level. Plus, you'll start to get a first look and listen to content before it hits the other levels, which is cool, I think. Indeed. Um, and uh, I think that's it for that. Um, let's friend. I told Jeremy not to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. It didn't need two sets of eyes and ears on it. That's how dry <laughs> it was. Um Rich. You that know, I feel like typically one of the reasons we watch all of the shows as a as a team, um, as a trio, when when we had Curtis, was that sometimes one person catches stuff that the other people may have missed. So mm-hmm. having multiple sets of eyes and ears on these shows, you get damn near cherry pick everything you want to. 
we don't need to do that for season 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's been a snooze fest. It's been a disappointment. We're at episode seven, the jet set and the upset. And so I'm just going to take us through real quick. Jeremy, feel free to throw in some commentary and some shade when we get to shit that's like, okay, girl, what? Honestly, so the shade could by- be to this whole season, to be perfectly goddamn honest. <laughs> Drew invites the ladies for basically a, a moving party. I guess they're moving out of their current home into a new home. And this is her first time hosting something and it's a snooze fest. And that, but the show actually opens up to Drew receiving yet another. Sorry, I disappeared without a trace and went to Tampa and was probably laid up with some big booty bleaches from Florida. <laughs> Gift from Ralph. <laughs> and it's an electric scooter which I guess is fitting because she keeps talking about that surgery she had on her Achilles, but it doesn't seem like she had surgery on her Achilles, but that's mm. whatever. Um, then we get to Kenya and Latoya, AKA Kentoya. And why are they being forced on us? It's, it's obnoxious. I don't care about this Latoya lady. I don't care about Kenya. I don't care about the connection or the bond that they have. Kenya is a lonely old troll who is trying to befriend the other ladies' friends and to have a leg up on them is what it seems like. Just weird old shit. Um, because honestly, girl, we don't care that you you quote unquote stole you know Candace's friend. Like who gives a fuck? Y'all, y'all, y'all are fifty five. Yeah, Kenya, you are actually fifty. You and Cynthia are the oldest hoes on this show right now. And also the most ridiculous. Well, that, that's So, fair. yeah. What has really bothered me about this season of Housewives um, is that it's not that y'all are going out in the pandemic. Because one thing that I, sadly, that we have to realize is this country will not go on lockdown. They have refused. They refused under president uh president orange piece of shit and they are refusing under the new administration to go on lockdown shut this country down pay people try to rein this virus in even just a little bit so that we don't hit the million people mark by the end of this year yeah because that would be too much like right that would be too much like right this country is open and with this country being open we understand that people will take their asses out into this open country and patronize these open places what i have a huge problem with is y'all refusing to follow covid guidelines when it comes to masks when it comes to hand washing when it comes to social distancing and not for yourself if you want to get covid and die baby that is on you you are going into you these places and you risk. are putting everybody else at risk. These people who don't have a choice and have to work, they have to make ends meet. They have to be able to pay their bills, feed themselves, feed their children, feed their loved ones, whoever it may be. The least you could do is do right by people that's on the front lines in this bullshit. And yeah, that's where the least you could do properly. is not be stupid. The least you could do is wear a mask properly the least like if you if you're going to go out to lunch tell your server that they only need to come back by your table to take your order to uh have your to bring your food check in one time maybe to refill your drinks and bring the check 
because you're going to have your mask off while you're enjoying your meal and you don't want to put them at greater risk. That's what a smart person would do. People who have been working in public service for a long time, especially food service, you know when somebody is done eating. You know when somebody needs to refill their drink. You can keep an eye from a distance. Y'all do not give a fuck about exposing these people's lives to greater risk because you need to get you need to get out and, and eat some salmon and risotto. And be messy bitches when you could do that in the comfort of your own home. Absolutely. So no, I realize I'm not mad that people are going out because the world is open. I'm mad that people are going out and they're not using an ounce of decency for the people who are having to be on these front lines. Fuck y'all. So that's my fuck you, Kenya and Latoya. Um, but friend, didn't I say one or two episodes ago that Mark Daly was likely the reason that we have not seen Brooklyn on the show? Yes, she probably did. has made it legally that she can't be part of the show. And mm-hmm. what does Kenya vent about? How Mark has blocked her from taking Brooklyn out the country or using her for promo in her hair care line and that she mm. can't appear on the show. Mm. That, that man has made her life a living hell. Prayers like truly. Mark Daly. <laughs> Prayers up. <laughs> <laughs> he has told he has he has single-handedly told Kenya prayers down to you in all facets of your life. Yeah, and he is a piece of shit. Yeah. But a piece of shit begets a piece of shit. Yeah. When you do Kenya shit to is read. No worse. Yeah. Kenya is no worse than Mark Daly. Mark Daly is just playing a game a lot better than her at this moment. And I, I even have in my notes that he a piece of shit. He's especially a piece of shit for asking for full custody of a child that he's never spent the night with alone. Mm. But he's doing it to be spiteful. Yeah. But Kenya is a spiteful person. She's made up. And man. now she's on the she's on the receiving end of someone who is ten times as more spiteful than she is and now her skin wrinkling behind it well you know what baby good for you good for you we don't give a fuck promise i mean i surely don't i'm not i'm not even gonna be apologetic about it i truly do not give a shit that this man is terrible to kenya because kenya has been terrible oh go ahead friend he is so terrible that he announced that they were getting divorced again on the weekend of Kenya's 50th birthday. Like <laughs> he took to social media <laughs> to announce the divorce on her 50th birthday. That is a pity, he bitch. Is, that is a that is a that is a that is a he's a nasty old heifer. He is, but you know what? Yeah. He is a nasty. Use a nasty girl. Use Mark use Daly. a use a nasty bitch, Mark Daly. Use a nasty bitch. But you know what? What I like you. You the nasty uh, bitch that met the that that the that the the reigning nasty bitch on Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah. You the you the nasty bitch that gave the nasty bitch a run for her money. So exactly. You know. We're so it's just it's it. just reparations, honestly. Absolutely. 
Kenya then reveals that she is she chartered a personal jet for her Latoya in Brooklyn to take them to the Isle of Palms, South Carolina for this girls trip. Um, while the other girls will be in a sprinter van, and that's not really the flex you think it is. Damn sure ain't. That's you. That's just you. Especially being for somebody, especially for somebody who always talking shit about the good other people doing in their community. So you have the financial means to contribute. You have the financial means to open your purse and make your money talk. You just choose not to. You didn't really flex on anybody. You just showed us what type that of what you were saying about you Portia. Yeah. You just showed us what type of trifling hoe you are, and that's why we don't feel an ounce of sympathy or compassion or sorrow for you that every chance Mark Daly gets, he drags you through the mud. Good, bad luck, bitch. I was about to say bad um, luck. Prayers down. Portia, um, <laughs> Portia tells Drew um because drew decides to have a dinner party and it is a terrible looking dinner party friend she had a bartender for five guests drew hosts a dinner party at her house and she has a bartender two bartenders for five guests girl nigga you could be the bartender the quote-unquote bartender for five guests at your motherfucking house girl what (laughs) that's just nigga people yeah like imagine like like imagine me inviting you and some of our other friends like imagine me inviting y'all to my to my house and then me saying let me get a bartender to serve us drinks nigga i could do that and i could do that my damn self (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh she's so Um, anyway go ahead just, just dumb but like a like a true like a true messy bitch Portia is sure to tell Drew how Latoya was dragging her wig and Portia Portia low key funny she was like girl I was expecting to walk up in here and see your edges chewed the fuck up with glue on your eyelashes and everything and I'm just telling you everything I was told and, and Drew is <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Drew is like it's a pandemic and I haven't been going to get my hair done and again, dragging somebody's appearance in the pandemic is not the flex you think it is. Because we're in a pandemic. Honestly and truly, you ain't got no biz. Your hair should be the least of your goddamn concerns in the pandemic and putting other people at risk. Like, nigga, but you could nigga, die. Yeah. Um. But Drew, okay. I figured out why I don't care for Drew on the show. She's not good at throwing shade. In the green screen, she asks the producers what Latoya does for a living, and they tell her that she's a YouTuber, and she's like, oh, that's a job? That's really not a, the shade bomb you think it is, considering these YouTubers be making millions of dollars a year. I was about um, to say The one little that- boy who be on YouTube who playing with toys, he grossed $7 million last year on YouTube. I mean, not only is it not the shade that she thinks it is, um, Drew, actual shade, Drew, what do you do? Don't be real. Until you got on this show, 
I know you was in the game and one of them damn Lifetime movies and nothing else. So you trying yeah, to? Yeah, I have no idea what she did outside of the game, and I thought Drew Sedora was a made up character. So like, so you saying, oh, that's a job? Well, hell, do you have one? Nope. Other than this show, because. Uh, because other than that, baby, you might as well have been homeless <laughs> before this damn show. Because I ain't never heard nobody say, oh, you know what? Let me get Drusador. Oh, Drusador is in this. Like, I know you was in one Lifetime, like, biopic. And that was, like, what? Six years ago. Mm-hmm. So, mm, good luck booking that stage you speak of. Good luck. Um, so, but Drew does get a little shady and she tells the girls that Kenya chartered a private jet for her and Latoya and none of the other girls are welcome on it. And Kenya's looking embarrassed. All the girls talking shit. Candy, Candy throwing subtle shade talking about, oh, you rich, huh? Portia rolling her eyes in the back of her head like, no, you know that bitch ain't rich. That's why she chartered a jet that only had to fly for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> now nah, that was for, hey, fortunately. <laughs> and then Kenya says she doesn't care if the girls know she's taking a private jet, but then at the same time, she didn't have any intention on mentioning it to the girls. So what is the truth, Miss Mamas? Mm. Exactly. Um, the girls, the day of the trip, the girls are on the Sprinter van and it didn't have AC, but as usual, friend, we talk about this all the time. The ladies on the show typically always have a ton of fun when Kenya is not around. She manages Mm -hmm. to suck the life out of everything. The girls are on a hot ass Sprinter van, but they still having a good time. And friend, this is where you finna chuckle. Candy reveals that her and Todd make their threesome guest sign an NDA. (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody in, in they cir- that is going on, a, 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 couple, a certain hilarious. couple in their circle damn sure didn't get that memo, <laughs> which Hello? also begs the question. What I the mean, fuck s- you, never mind. Since we here, that Mm-mm. begs the question. Um, Mrs. Tucker. These people that uh this certain couple that's going through a controversy right now that's in your circle. Um one of them being your whole ass group member. You mean to tell me you know nothing about what they was they had she going knew. on? The, she um, knew Miss Tucker. She knew. She knew. Mm-hmm. Shoddy low, they know. They know. I'm just saying. They knew. Knew. Mm. Uh, <laughs> then we find out that Dennis dropped Portia off at the Sprinter van and she told the girls that he spent the night but they didn't have sex. Nobody asked. Nobody cared, Portia. I, I, I'm so tired of her I, I, trying to make their sex life fetch. I, nobody asked. Nobody cared, Portia. You are a very you are very fine. You fine as you want to be. But no, nobody cares about the sex you have with the um with the Oscar Mayer wiener man. We Portia. Dennis I want ain't you to fine. understand this. Dennis ain't good looking. Dennis don't have sex appeal. Nobody gives a fuck that you had sex with Dennis. 
we have Portia, we I, have proof that you had sex with Dennis, Dennis via PJ. That's all. That's it. That's Portia, all, I want to know about you having sex with actual attractive people. Be it yeah, they man or woman, stop. and I don't care as long as they're attractive. I don't want to know about you having sex about with Dennis. you and Dennis. Yeah, we good on that. Um, the ladies leave us get alone. to South. <laughs> the ladies get to South Carolina, and we end the episode with the fight brewing between Portia and Kenya because Kenya brought Brooklyn and didn't tell any other tell any of the other ladies they could bring their babies. This is this is Potomac all over again. But my question is. The shit in Potomac was a girl's trip, but it wasn't raunchy. So I absolutely could see uh, um, Pennywise bringing little old face Darby, right? (laughs) However, I do not understand Kenya bringing her child to a bachelorette weekend. Where yeah, that's weird. Strippers, liquor, and all kind of shit. I do not understand. It's not like she don't know Portia. what type of. Yeah, she know what this is. She knew what it was, and I also don't understand Portia being upset because you didn't bring your child to a bachelorette weekend getaway. Oh, that's why. Like she it's it's yeah that. Because Kenya brought uh, Brooklyn, but she didn't tell nobody else they could bring their kids. Who wants to go to a bachelorette girls getaway and have kids with them? Right? Like, see, this is why you can't really give Portia too much sometimes. Because <laughs> I definitely could understand being upset that you brought your child to a bachelorette party because it's a bachelorette party slash getaway weekend. You don't need to have no child here. Y'all doing all types of wrong shit, sexy, grown shit. Don't don't no children need to be in this damn at this damn weekend. So that's valid to be upset, but you upset because you couldn't bring your child. Well, that just defeats the damn purpose because you now you look like a weirdo for wanting your child around this shit. Absolutely, absolutely. That was like the end of the episode, which again nothing stuck out. It was nothing. How the mighty but why we fall. here? Why we here in Atlanta? Let's go on to the little bitches with the big drama. Um, <laughs> you get on my nerves so bad. I know, I know. That's what I'm here to do. Um, Little Women Atlanta is back, season six, episode one. No respect for the queen. I've watched Little Women Atlanta on and off. We even talked about it on Ratchet Ramblings for some time, but it got bumped. Um, for better shows but just a little catch up um so abira is very fucking aggressive why are you so aggressive and especially towards them twins that's jealousy that ain't nothing but jealousy yeah, like I was trying because it's been a minute since I watched Little Women Atlanta. I mean, obviously, because hell, it ain't been on in eight or four years. But I'll just 
uh, leading up to this, I was just trying to recall and like watch little clips and stuff, trying to get a context of like why Beer was so mad at these damn twins, and nothing stood out to me. Like, if some of our listeners can remember better than me and Cannon Scan, like, did the twins do something or you know, like something that we missing? But I just do not understand why she don't fuck with them as hard and aggressive as the, as she do. Yeah, I don't remember either. I just know she's always been aggressive towards them from the jump. Yeah. Like, it's just always been a weird hate thing. Then we get to Miss Juicy. First of all, Miss Juicy, you the oldest goddamn midget on this show. Yet you the messiest and one of the meanest. You are literally mad at money because she didn't join in and trying to bully many about having congestive heart failure. And after you told money she could come stay with you because she's about to start going through a divorce, you told her that she couldn't stay there. You want to renege because she didn't, she quote unquote didn't have your back at the reunion. Why would I have your back about being messy about somebody's health conditions that ain't got shit to do with me? Okay, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I knew it was going to be on the same page. Because I swear to God, for the life of me, I was trying to. Because again, it's been a minute since we watched this. I was trying to understand, like, is it something I missed? Like, is it some like context or something? Because if if what you are telling me is if, if what I'm hearing is accurate, you are mad at money because she stayed out of you and Minnie's beef when your beef is that you don't believe that Minnie actually has the health problems that she has. First of all, you a weirdo for you a weirdo for want for for making somebody else's health problems that much of a goddamn concern in, in business to you because it's really not your business at the end of the goddamn day that you wish Hello. so you weird for that for that first of all number two you are weird for for wanting your friend to join in you being in somebody else's health problems of business number three you weird for being mad at your friend for being like, girl, this ain't none of my damn business or your business. What are we doing? So, and for you trash for reneging on helping out your friend because she did not participate with you being a messy bitch. You trash, Miss Juicy. You are absolute trash for that shit. Yep. That's big facts, friend. And money better than me. I said it better myself. Yeah, but she way better than me because it would have been bitch fuck you for real. Um, and that's the exact what you just said, friend, exact thing in my notes. The next person's health and health issues aren't your business to speculate on or not. Exactly. It's certainly not out the realm of disbelief that a a little person who is also um, bigger in size would have some health problems because you can be a non little person and congestive heart failure it can be knocking on your door if you are obese yeah what are you talking about so no it's it certainly was not out the realm of possibility that miss Minnie had heart issues and before we get there to this housewarming party i just want to talk about this one twerking twin andrea who got three kids with their own individual health issues Mm. That she and her boyfriend, baby daddy, ex-fiance, they are not raising her parents have the kids. What the fuck are y'all doing? Why the fuck do y'all think y'all could lay down, make babies, and pawn them off on other fucking people? Mm. 
can't stand that kind of shit. And I don't give a fuck if you big size, little size, mini size, in between size, sized up or sized down. You had them fucking babies. Them your fucking babies. You knew you when you was pregnant, they health issues was a possibility. And you still went forward and did it three times. And now you got your babies in Texas with your parents. What the fuck? Who legs got cocked open and fucked? Now, how you just say fuck fuck your kids? But got the nerve to be more worried about your newlywed sister and why and why y'all not spending as much time together. Why don't you get that energy to your goddamn kids? Well, you're, well, you're probably not spending as much time together because your, sis, your sister is actually trying to have a, a goddamn family. Because the damn show don't seem like you and your and your, your your baby nigga, baby daddy nigga, whatever the fuck. It don't seem like y'all worried about this shit. Like this woman is a newlywed. What is it that you really expecting from her? She a newlywed. It seems like, like her and her husband. Like they, uh, unlike you and your your nigga, they actually trying to start a family, have a family, be a family unit. You and your nigga said fuck them kids and pawn them off to y'all parents. And also, you can't have an identity outside of your sister. That, well, no, let, let me part. let me flip that. Your sister can't have an identity outside of you. Guess not. Just Guess weird as wrong. hell. Just weird as hell in a, in a deadbeat. Yeah, that's the part. That's what I don't get. Um, <laughs> so we get to a bear's housewarming. First of all, Beer got four kids with three different men. It looks like most of the kids are non-little people and they have one little person. Um, but Minnie should have never had to bring her goddamn medical paperwork to prove shit to Miss Juicy. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like I I felt like Minnie, I like like <sighs> Let me not project on her. She she felt that she, you know, wanted to do that, had to do that, whatever. I am here to say Minnie did not have to do that. You don't, she didn't owe Juicy shit. Shit. Because first of all, who the fuck is Miss Juicy? We can start and end there. And that's the question and the answer. Who the fuck is you, girl? Who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck you think you are that you can dictate whether I may or may not have a health condition? Girl, I'm trying to live. Fuck you. It was just uncalled for. It was uncalled for. And and I was with Ms. Minnie. I would have threw the shit in your face, too. Then you're going to throw it back. Then uh, one of the other girls read and she talking about, oh, them documents could have been falsified. Just say you 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 a little bitch with big hater energy. Yes. Big hater energy. Big big hater. That might be the show title. Little bitch, big hater. Cause girl, what? And I just like what like what the fuck did Mina do? Like I know, like, you know, in the past, Minnie has been alive. She she can be a messy bitch. (laughs) The the pastor Troy, I mean the pastor Troy should like, okay, let's get over it. But even still, friend, even if somebody if you are, if I feel like you a liar, whatever the case may be, I just do not see any reason, any cause to continue sticking my nose in things like your health. 
Yeah, like that's what you're lying. What I'm to. Like, it'll I just come out in the wash soon enough. It's, thank you, thank you. We here because I'm just like, like I one I don't like I say I don't get the like I like they they've had a strange history that go back and forth. Okay, cool. This is some other shit though. This is weirdo behavior. Like this is weirdo. T- like you do not have the right to be so inflammatory about someone's health. And if she is lying, I mean, obviously we know she wasn't, but like, if that's how Juicy felt, like you said, you, you don't have to be pressed and stressed about it. The truth always gonna come to the light any damn way. So like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Just weird, just weird as hell. Weird as hell, messy as hell, bitchy as hell. And you not seeing heaven, Juicy. At all. And that's that on that. And also, you should be more sensitive, too, because Lord knows you sound like you on a respirator right now. Hey. Hey, hey, friend, listen to me. Hey. <laughs> just be listening. I'm like, I'm, I just listen to all talking. I'm like, bitch, do you have a smoker's law? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Now, I did enjoy when a beer and mini called Juicy out for how she treated money. And told her yes. she was too old to be a terrible friend. I was there yes. for that. I love it. Because you are too love old it. to be a terrible friend. You dead ass wrong. You owe money an apology. And you owe many an apology. Because again, friend, if you don't like somebody, even you can have very valid reasons for not liking them. But if you don't like somebody, you cannot like somebody quietly and leave them the fuck alone. And going about your business because I don't fixate on people I don't fuck with. I don't know your personal business. I don't know your public business. I don't know none. I don't need to know none of your business if I don't fuck with you. Especially if we don't have no business together. Not only that. Not only that. But you know, friend, we've been friends for a long time. You know that if I don't like somebody... Motherfuckers- I don't need to pull you or tell anybody else into why I don't like somebody. I can stand on 10 toes down on my own on why I don't like somebody. Hello. And I'm not trying to shave on it, but friend, Mm -hmm. we have been in situations where people, somebody Mm -hmm. tried to make you choose sides between Mm -hmm. being a friend and my friend. Mm -hmm. And what I tell you, friend, they ain't got shit to do with me. They ain't got a damn thing whatever to you do. decision you, whatever decision you make, I'm okay with that. Mm. Your decision was, let me mind my motherfucking business. You're not gonna put me in no bullshit. And friend, what what did we just say? When somebody full of shit, what happened? Where it come out at? In the wash. Didn't it come out in the wash? Who was the one person that was full of shit? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all. <laughs> hey, hello, hello, Cam Newton. Yeah. Hello, listen, okay. it all listen, Ebo Bo. It all it always comes to the light, y'all. It, it always comes to the light. Um, oh, so juicy meet up with money and they talk about what, what happened, and and juicy apologizes to money. And then talks Which about again, how better than me, because bitch, you could have kissed my ass, because you 
had you literally put me out your motherfucking house knowing I didn't have nowhere else to go. Exactly. But Juicy talks about she's having a lunch party for her shade line. And she invited all the girls and many better than me because I wouldn't have been nowhere near nothing that mean ass old wrinkle face bitch had going. Hell, listen. Not after trying to put my health, my personal business on Front Street because you was bored and needed a storyline. Let's get to the wreck. Don't nobody juicy don't Miss Juicy don't got shit exciting going. Girl, fuck you. Not a um, damn thing. The ladies show up. The twins show up. And oh, they get to popping. Mm-hmm. The beer asked the twins why they didn't come to her housewarming. You know, friend. Mm-hmm. We talk about how problematic it is to die to try to not be in a profession. But diagnosing people with mental health mm-hmm, issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I ain't gonna use no medical terms, but I will say some got to be truly wrong with a beard to think those twins would come to anything she's having when they make it a point, when she makes it a point to bully on them every chance she gets. She has not been kind to those twins since she made it to that fucking show. They have been arguing for years now. Yep. You know what it is? Why would I, I come to your fuck. fucking apartment warming? Right. How how you gonna take why you <laughs> hold on? I'm gonna try to be poetic here. Why would you expect me to come to your house warming when you have not been warming with your heart towards me or my sister? Hello. Hello. Why so would I'm I saying. come to why would I come to you for a place of warmth when you have been nothing but ice cold to me? You ain't been nothing but a bitch to them girls talking about why y'all big head hoes wasn't at my party. This why bitch, because you don't exactly. know how to watch exactly. your mouth. Exactly. Like you have such your whole question. <laughs> but you know what it is? I don't even think we have to like go like medical. You because this, you know, friend, all this is is classic. Bullying and narcissism. That's all it is. Because you have to be a narcissist to treat somebody terribly, treat two people terribly, and then be like, damn, why y'all bitches don't like me? You answer your own question. (laughs) Why y'all don't support nothing I do? Girl, what? Like, what? (laughs) It's just classic classic narcissism and lack of self-awareness. That's all it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like imagine punching somebody in re, imagine repeatedly punching somebody and then mad that they don't want to be around you. Girl. So when I first and they show the fight at the top of the episode, but then they do the little shit where they be like, and f- three days One prior. And they give yeah. you everything like, that got me. to it. Yeah, because like that what got me. I'm like, nigga, nigga, this this fight transpired in a week. <laughs> Yeah, that's the crazy part that I I was they arguing at Miss Juicy's party. And I said, how the fuck did they get to throwing blows? But finally, mm-hmm. okay, Abira did not spit at those twins. She was spitting because she was loud and talking and trying to argue. Yeah, she had to but slap the them twin, out. 
Yeah, the twins spit at her intentionally. Mm-hmm. I would have knocked you in your motherfucking face with that glass too. You know when somebody is intentionally spitting at you or trying to spit on you. She was just having a loud fucking mouth. Like her, she, you know, when you get too loud, when you're trying to argue, that's saliva get to producing, baby. Yeah, you got to catch yourself. She had to slap her mouth. Yeah. On top of on top of drinking. Yeah. Them little bitches, listen, if you you had to know that spitting at that woman was going to start an actual fucking fight. My thing with that. And y'all did it multiple times. Like y'all spit at her multiple times. Yeah. My thing, here's my thing with that. Here's my thing with that. I'm not even necessarily mad that they did it. No, I'm not mad. I just want y'all to stand in it. Cause we like we just said, a beer ain't been nothing but trash to y'all. So honestly, I'm not mad at you spitting at the bitch. Just stand up in there. I wish it would have landed. Yeah, just stand up in it. That's all I ask. But don't be confused about why she want to beat y'all ass now. Right. (laughs) Like that's that that is my only criticism. I ain't mad at y'all spitting on her. Y'all deserve to spit on her. She ain't been nothing but trash to y'all. But just stand up in that fact. (laughs) That's all I ask. My favorite part of that fight is Miss Juicy unintentionally getting busted in her head. With a glass, with a glass, because bitch, that was the karma you deserved and didn't know yeah. you was gonna get on that day. Yeah, that was it. That was the one. And you know yeah. what was wild to me? You know who whisked her away to get her help? Miss Minnie. Miss Minnie. I was like, this now. If this ain't poetic justice, I said to myself, self, I'm so glad this old hoe got knocked in her mother's head. <laughs> Like you know, I I was just, that was the, that was the karma that we didn't know what was gonna happen, but we was truly ecstatic it did. Yeah, cause I ain't gonna lie. Like when I first saw the clip, I was like, "Damn, how Miss Juicy got hit?" And then when by the end of the episode, I was like, "Yes, Miss Juicy got hit." And I was like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> like how you, like how you ain't even in the fight and you get <laughs> how you ain't in the fight and got fucked. No, 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 no. no. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. How you ain't in the fight, you get knocked upside the head, and this is exactly what you deserve. That's the part, friend. How you ain't in the fight but got beat the fuck up? You the only one leaking. You the only one leaking and leaking and squeaking across the goddamn party floor. Leaking and (laughs) squeaking. Write that one down. That, 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 that could be an alternative title. Right that one down. <laughs> you leaking and squeaking across the goddamn floor. Oh, Lord, child. I done got hit. You I'm, right ble- I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. Put pressure on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's me. I'm the one that got hit. <laughs> you damn right. It's me. It's me. It's me, Mario. It's me, I'm the juicy. one bleeding. <laughs> it's Mr. Juicy. I'm the one bleeding. 
and the cameras ain't the, the producers ain't shit. They they zoom in on that goddamn they pay blood. to the blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's leaking, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Stitches, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please call 911. <laughs> Tell them Juicy's been knocked down. And, and the blood five, is on the carpet. <laughs> and she's four foot one. The blood is piercing through her soul. Feel her stitches getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to okay. <laughs> <laughs> that hey that that was it that was it for for that show <laughs> what a way to start it. I'll tell you that well, goddamn. Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna stay in the south. We're gonna head on over to Jackson, Mississippi for the Bell Collective. Um, it was it was good drama at the end, but I don't really have a lot of notes for it. I just want to say mm. I like uh I like Dr. Ann Antoinette, uh Dr. Lightskin Keisha. Um, but she don't <laughs> she don't <laughs> she don't have a storyline outside of trying to open her practice. And it's cool to see a black dentist trying to open her own um practice, but that's not what I came for. I didn't come for positivity. I, came I didn't for, at all. I came for shade and chaos. Give me some mess. Um, yes. but you know, it's always congrats on that practice. And I hope it's everything you want it to be when it's done. Yes. Letitia is meeting with the Jackson City Council to discuss bringing Fair Street back to glory. I don't care about that either. Um, Tambra has no storyline to me either. Like most women in the South, you feel pressure to get married and have kids. That's really nothing out the ordinary. Yeah, we've um, heard that before. And it's one thing to, to like talk about it, but if you're not going to go in depth, if you're not going to really unpack it and try to unlearn that harmful bullshit, I don't see a reason for us to discuss it. Because yeah. you look like you wish you, you look like you want to give in to those societal pressures. And well, if you do, just do that and leave us yeah, alone. Because it wouldn't be nothing that we've seen. We haven't seen before. Certainly. Now, if you want to challenge your parents on it and, and like you said, Candace, combat it. I'm here for that. But Correct. if you're just going to give in, then leave us alone. You know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. Um, I do not like Cliff, and I do not Is really Cliff care the, for the, 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 the Daddy. That's okay. Name, uh, okay. Uh, thank you. We here because I had call, words about I'm not this. calling that old ass man Daddy. That man named Cliff. That and nigga I'm name him is Cliff. Cliff. Okay, we here because I, 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 I got notes because I didn't like this. I don't like this nigga either. But, <clears throat> it just further confirms that weird ass daddy issues relationship that he has with Latrice because being a being a silent investor in somebody's business venture, you do not get to try to strong arm them into using a lo the logo you say use and all this shit. It was really weird. 
and talking to her business partner like well where's my where's the markup with my logo she like i ain't do that shit i did what latrice paid me to do because it's latrice he really had a he really had an attitude about it it was I, i didn't like it at all i didn't like it at all like that shit is weird like i'm and maybe it's just me you know and i'm i'm not the smartest you know i'm not the smartest fella but i do not under well i well i understand but you follow me here friends <clears throat> i do not understand men husbands partners whatever i do not understand why you feel necessary to insert yourself in your in your wife's business venture um like you have to be seen, like you have to be heard. It's her business. You are a silent partner. Well, nigga, that exactly is that. Be silent. If it's your wife, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like it. Like I, 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 I um, I throw it to an analogy for basketball. We are a team. I don't need to be the one to score all the points. I can be the one to help to assist in you scoring the points. As long as the team win and I contributed it, I'm good. Like, am I lying? Like, I don't need to, like, be the front runner. I don't need to, you know, be the, you know, the man, for lack of a better term. Like, nigga, as long as we win as a collective, I'm cool with taking the back seat. Like, it's... My ego is not that big where I have to be seen. Like, this is my wife's thing where I have to be known as, oh, he was there. Like, he had a part. No, nigga, if my wife got it, I could just shut the fuck up. Bingo. Like, I just, like, it just, it, it, I don't like that. It, it, and that jumped out to me because that, that, because that is, that, to me, that is an early sign of, or one of the signs of somebody that, a, a man that has to be in control and is controlling. I ain't like that shit at all. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, like nigga, also, cause, cause let cause let me would have had that. Oh, babe, I'm in a business meeting. Okay, well, babe, you know, talk to you later. You know, you need me to pick up anything from the store. I'll see if we can get back to the house. You know, tell me how it goes later on. We can talk about it, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna get mad and then be like, why y'all ain't had to be the meeting without me? Cause nigga, it ain't none of my damn business. Mm-hmm. And then pull up, exactly. and then when you pull up, you take over your wife's business. I, I ain't like that. I don't like that shit at all. I don't like him. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, and it was weird. Tamara, can I... You own a weave business and don't have no shower cap and putting a goddamn grocery store bag over your goddamn <laughs> head. <laughs> I knew you was going to bring that up. <laughs> as soon as I seen that shit, I was like, I know Candace for to say something about this on the show. <laughs> how? How do you, how do you, why do you own a hairline and you don't have hair accessories like shower caps and shit. <laughs> Is it crack? Are you at a fashion show with no fashions? D- Hello. <laughs> Hello. Now, Lord knows I'm country. Lord knows I am. But nigga. But I own a shower cap. I Listen, a shower cap, a bonnet, a do-rag, a scarf, a wrap, something. 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 Not no damn bad from Piggly Wiggly. 
Exactly. God damn. So, you know, mm-hmm. I want I wanted to get here. I'm glad to be here. We we seeing. I'm glad it ain't take 1,800 episodes for us to see why Marie's such a fucked up person. Mama got a lot Letitia, going on. She goes over Letitia's house, plays a recording of her son cursing her out and punching holes in the wall because she put him out because he decided to go to a college different from the college they had initially agreed on. And then she says she's going to have her business partner come in and mediate a sit down with her son and then some more shit. She left out a lot of details. Mm. So then the day of the meeting comes, friend. Her husband comes in. We find out that they this not their first time being married. They've been married, divorced, and remarried. And he come and go. He come home and go whenever he pleases because he owns his own home. They never consolidate, they never combined households when they got married, divorced, and remarried. So he come home when he feel like it. Mm. <clears throat> Then we get deeper into the root, friend. The, the business partner comes in and tells him, you need to get your shit together because half everything Marie owns is mine. And he proceeds to say, that's our problem now. You too deep in our marriage. You think you the husband. And I'm just a side nigga. And that's why I play my role like one. Boy, people need boundaries, friend. We have been podcasting together for years at this point. Not once, let me clear my throat to get this off. Have I overstepped my bounds into any relationship you was in? If you was in a relationship, I respected your partner. I had positive interactions with your partner. If the relationship ended, I still was respectful of your former partner and kept it fucking moving. I have never asked you or placed you in the middle of my relationship with Mike. You have never overstepped your boundaries and we have still managed to maintain a great working relationship and friendship there is no reason that woman should be telling your husband every half of everything she got you got is hers my jaw dropped when she said that shit i said maybe he overreacting he's not overreacting for you to be a therapist, for you to covet mental health and therapy and boundaries so strongly, 
you have none in your personal life and it shows. And I truly believe that you found an easy target in Latrice because you can't, you can't control your personal life. So the least you could do is bully on her about some hair. Mm. That you could have went to the customer your service. Per- bro. Your personal life is a goddamn mess, Marie. Ooh. And then she taking we didn't care get of like eight or goddamn yet. babies. Now here we, here you. Her son is from another relationship. That is not her husband's child. She told that man, "My son act this way because you're not a good father figure and role model in this house." First of all, could be true. Yeah. But this is a conversation you need to have with the motherfucker who shot him, shot that boy in you. Mm-hmm. Where's his real daddy? Where's his biological father? While you talking about role models and so on and so forth, where's that nigga at? Where is the child support? The son, I have, I Googled up and down last night, friend to try to find an age on this son. But based on what we know, that little nigga is no older than 18 or 19 and had three babies in one year by three different women. Ain't that the story? Yep. Okay. Get the fuck out of here, Marie. Get the fuck out of here. Don't nobody want to hear what the fuck you talking about. Mm. You you raised a fucking degenerate. Mm. He can't even drink legally and he has kids in three separate fucking households that you are taking care of financially. Mm. And you want to sit up here and bellyache about some goddamn weed. Why wasn't you that diligent in teaching that little motherfucker how to wear a condom? Mm. Girl, fuck you. I just found it interesting how the ones with the most hell in their life be having the most to say about nothing because that little hair argument that should have never been a damn argument because that wasn't nothing to, that wasn't nothing to start an argument about meanwhile back at the ranch and, the, and the, to be to be real I, friend if she would have went to the customer service if she would have took the hair back to latrice or somebody got in touch with her she probably got a full refund because latrice wasn't gonna fuck up her reputation behind your one issue with that hair yeah especially y'all in the same social circle the other part is i can tell by the way you carry yourself that you are one of those people who uses money to dictate manipulate and control people and situations you your issue with your son first of all he has three babies with three women you taking care of him he's in college in my opinion friend it don't matter what fucking college he went to he was not going to be able to be a full-time hands-on parent and be successful in school with three fucking babies i agree and within a year because he it's all within a year right yeah, all three babies is like newborns, basically. Or toddlers, because he had three babies by three women in the same year. <sighs> Ooh, child. 
And if I was to be honest, friend, I would say that he probably had a better chance of succeeding in college by being three hours away, focusing on his studies, coming home on breaks and weekends, or whatever the case may be, because you want him to go to college so bad, even after he didn't decide he wanted to do adult shit and start making babies. Yeah. He need exactly. to take his ass to school and focus on what the fuck he there to do. Yeah, that was, you know, I didn't want to be an ass, but I was like, with three babies, I don't necessarily think college should be the primary focus right now. It shouldn't have been at all. It should have been community college. Uh, yeah, because like community college, still be able to work, do something, you know, like I, you know, I should have went to barber school. D d d hello? <laughs> hello? If we being honest. Come on, somebody. You hear me knocking? Let me in because I'm just saying, like, when you got three babies, three newborns, them priorities, you know, they, they, you know, you got to switch them up because now you are responsible for like a living being in this world because you made the decision to go out here and have three babies in one year not wearing a goddamn condom. Yeah. So just saying college really don't seem like it should be the priority right now. Mm -mm. Just, saying. just saying. That was pretty much it for the Bell Collective. Um, he apologized. Also, before we go, again, mental health specialist. Fucked up family. Your son got a volatile temper. I've never gotten in an argument with my mother and thought to punch a goddamn hole in the wall, let alone three. It's yeah. some shit in your family. Some deep-rooted yeah. shit. And before yeah. you, you need to sweep around your own porch before you yeah. always in the mother lady's business talking about what they is or what they ain't. Yeah. You, you fucked up and your family fucked up. You in a fucked up marriage, a fucked up relationship, a business partnership with no boundaries that seem like you more intimate with your business partner than your husband. Your son got three babies before he was out of high school fucking good. Worry about yourself, bitch. Well, it seemed like he was fucking good. That's the problem. Um, yeah, you good. <laughs> oh, Worry about but, uh, your goddamn self and your <clears throat> family. Yeah, yo, as a as a mental health, you know, you should have recognized that in your son, he needs therapy and something like ASAP because, yeah, it is not normal for him to be that angry. Well, he want to damn to fight his own damn mama like that is. He needs some kind of help that obviously you can't provide for him. Uh, so you he need to be on somebody's chair or something because uh, nah, that is not normal at all. Period. So, well, that's it for the Bell Collective. Now let us get to the main course. Uh, no, we got to go to Salt Lake City. Love and husband. Oh shit, I forgot. Oh, oh, Salt oh shit, Lake I forgot. City was good. Uh, yeah, it was. Salt Lake was. City was episode 12, Centers in the City. <sighs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it with my whole chest. Jen mm -hmm. Shaw. That bitch crazy. Mary Cosby should have been a shoe-in for the nuttiest bitch on this show this season. However, you managed to win the gold fucking medal with no contest in sight from the other ladies. You are batshit fucking crazy. 
you are a psycho, you have accepted apologies, extended apologies, and you are still trying to fuss and fight with these ladies because your marriage was on fucking rocks, which is why you threw this elaborate ass party at Top Go. Like, I want you to tell the truth. Tell us the truth. Tell the truth. This party at Top Golf, this was way more than a fucking party. This was an olive branch for whatever the fuck you and Sharif have been going through. And you fucked it up with your attitude and your nasty behavior, your nasty ways, and your temper. Because nobody should be that fucking upset weeks and weeks later. And <coughs> oh shit, excuse me, sorry. I'm gonna tell you, I didn't have a favorite on this show. I, I feel like a lot of these ladies are full of shit. I really wanted it to be Whitney, but Whitney kind of showed her hand. What I will say is, I like the way that Meredith Page Jen does every fucking time Jen tries that try to emotionally bully her into being or seeing things her way. Meredith excuses herself from Jen shot every time she pulls that stunt. Yeah. And Meredith was like, yeah, because you won't dictate who I'm going to be friends with and who I will extend my forgiveness to. I'm not about to do it with you. I'm out. Bye. Got to walk away. Jen had a super fucking meltdown. (laughs) Listen, I just... Like, I was watching that shit, and I'm just in here, like, I'm looking like that blinking white man. Like, what am I watching? Like, how the fuck did it go from, like, zero to ten million so fast? Like, Jen, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you so goddamn hostile and volatile? Like, even if I'm angry, even if I'm angry. I've never just gone to the that extreme point where I'm like ready to fight every, especially like, publicly. Especially publicly. Like ready to fight anybody I see. Like just hear what I want to hear, ready to fight what I want to fight. Like, like what is it? Like what the fuck is actually wrong with you, Jen? Like none of this shit should be that damn deep. Well, you are ready to go off the deep end and be on some kill bill shit, burying people in boxes and, you know, threatening yeah. to fuck them up. And the like, wild what? shit is, she's like, well, Whitney lied. And Lisa corrected her. She was like, Whitney didn't lie. Whitney told you what was told to her. Mary told her that. Right. She still lied. She doesn't believe what she was told a lie because she thought Mary was she was getting that information from a reliable source. Right. So if she didn't lie, then you guys were talking about me behind my back. Saying that people go out of their way to avoid conflict with you is not talking behind your back. Right. It's not talking shit. Because they're going. Nobody out of said way. anything that was not true. If it was said. Now, what I will say is, now, what I will say is, honestly, this little um, kerfuffle should have a light bulb should have popped in Whitney's head that Mary was full of shit. And like we said, added on to whatever Lisa and Meredith might have said, because ain't nowhere in the hell somebody is that's saying that I'm afraid to confront somebody is actually confronting the, the said somebody to their face. So a light bulb should have clicked in witness head is that what I have been saying this entire time is that Mary's 
conniving ass has caused all this damn controversy, mess, and drama, and the bitch ain't nowhere to be seen around said controversy and drama. Which, honestly, I'm going to be funny. I think that we can say she's caused all this controversy, but there's been a lot of truth to what Mary has said about Jen, and that's the crazy part. When you prove Mary Cosby right, you are the problem in the situation because she has been right about every last Jen situation. And according to that conversation she had on FaceTime with Lisa, she told Lisa that Jen was going to ruin that Vegas trip. So Jen's, this lets me know how, how much Jen does the shit that she does. Here's and the ladies don't call her on it. Here's my counterpoint to that. You're not, you're not wrong, but I still can't give Mary no flowers. And the reason I can't is because Mary knew. Because remember, they were friends before this show. Mary knew how this bitch was. Yet she was still friends with her. The same way like when Jen tried to be like, Mary, oh, no, you're I'm, I'm not saying. You, I'm you not saying so? Mary is a is deserves any flowers. I'm just saying that Mary has been completely right about Jen, which lets me know that this is behavior that Jen carries on with a lot of times. Like Mary has seen it multiple times. So I mean, other girls have seen it multiple times. But I I think we typically her behavior, her vitriol is aimed at somebody else. And that's that's my problem I have with all the girls because they have watched Jen carry on like this as long as it wasn't aimed at them. Now that she turned that behavior towards the ladies in the group, now it's, oh my God, I don't want to be friends with Jen. I just, I'm shook. I feel so, I'm scared. I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel violated. I don't feel safe. <laughs> and it's like. Not you sounding exactly is, like them. <laughs> exactly like them this is not their first rodeo that damn show Jen do this. yes i am shook i cannot believe this we were having I such a good violated. time i feel violated i simply cannot I never expected this i just simply cannot believe that jen would risk our friendship like this <laughs> and it's just like yes you can Yes, you can, but you've never been on the receiving end of it. And we talk about this in non-reality TV situations, friend, how like a lot of black people who are non-black have a have a an awakening when they get on the receiving end of non-blackness from other people. Then it's I mean, I'm not, I, I fuck with them slightly, but if we gonna were to be honest, a good example of this is Don Lemon. Don Lemon was one anti-black motherfucker until he started yeah. being on the receiving end yeah. of anti-blackness. And then it was like, yeah. something got to change now, my nigga. It went yeah. from, we the, as a the, black the, community could do much better. We the, really could the, put a stop to black on black crime. Somebody called him a nigger and that motherfucker said, hold on, these... I know these motherfucking... Hey, my niggas, we got to get right. They playing in our... <laughs> like, and that yeah. is the vibe that I get with this Don's, Jen stuff. Don's rebrand has been something else, goddamn. I say that. It sure has. And and that's the thing I see in Jen. This is not her first rodeo with this, but it's typically aimed at other people. Like they were all remember, friend, they was all trying to keep the peace when it was aimed at just Mary. When it was just Mary, they didn't have no problem keeping her in the circle. 
They didn't have no problems keeping Jen around and, and keeping Mary out. Nobody has really been fighting to have Mary come around. But now that Jen's bullshit has been aimed at all of the individual ladies at this point, right? She, she, she pushed Heather in this episode, talked about drowning and burying Whitney in a lake, uh, you know, went off on, on Meredith and Lisa. Now it's like, oh my gosh, she's a detriment to the circle. I don't want to be your friend anymore. <clears throat> I just can't. I can't. I can't. Like I refuse. You and, it's and this like, accent and impersonation you doing is killing me. Because that's how they was. <laughs> they was sounding. <laughs> that's what made it so funny. That's I was like, child, whatever. But I. But Jen is taking the misery of her marriage out on the rest of rest of the girls. And yeah. this my. And that's my biggest her, issue with her personally. That's my biggest issue. You won't be honest. You won't like, come clean yeah. about just how deeply troubled your marriage is, and you are making this shit about a birthday party at Top Fucking Golf. You wouldn't be so upset if you wasn't the one that showed your whole natural ass at Top Golf. If it had been the other ladies throwing glasses and fighting and talking shit, she would have been pissed. She would have went off on them probably, but that would have been the end of it. She's mad because she embarrassed herself and her husband in front of all of their family and fucking friends. Yeah, because like, because because we have established that Whitney was wrong and dumb as fuck for bringing that up at that party because that was neither the time nor place. But that ship has sailed like Whitney was wrong. She owned up to the fact that she was wrong. I mean, it took her a while, but still, she owned up to the fact she was wrong. Okay, that's cool. That's over and done with. You trying to make that party like that was the breaking point and it hurt your marriage so bad. Girl, your marriage was in shambles way before that damn party and Whitney did that stupid shit. And that's the part yeah. where you lose me and we need to be honest about it. Your marriage has been rocky and in turmoil for 84 goddamn years now, and that shit is very apparent. Whatever bullshit you got on in this group with these ladies, that ain't got a damn thing to do with the fact that you and Sharif are miserable in this damn marriage and have been for quite some time. That is my issue. I really personally, like I say, I don't give a damn about this shit you got with, going on with Mary because, again, you and Mary the same bitch. They have two sides of the same the, the same weird. The only difference is you more volatile than Mary. But Mary is smarter and more conniving and lying than you, so it kind of even out. I don't give a shit about what you got going on with Whitney, with Heather, because all three of you motherfuckers are stupid. What I do have issue with is you projecting and lying, talking about whatever shit you got on with these ladies is affecting your marriage, because it ain't. Y'all, you and Sharif is miserable, and it shows. Yeah. And I'm sick of you lying and projecting and carrying on like these women have just been a, a front to your marriage and shit. Hell, you barely got a, had a marriage any goddamn way from the looks of it. Exactly. Which is which, why, let's, I, let's get, why I let's, cackled let's and I was... Go ahead. Let's get to the true nitty gritty because this is the part that really made my heart swell. When Mary <sighs> told her mind her damn business? No. That the girls finally got together and exposed Jen for the snake that she really is. And the girls say, not the bitch talk all this loyalty shit. Mm. And I enjoyed that Meredith was like, me and Seth have been separated on and off. And when we have been separated, we have seen other people so fucking what it's my business 
And I chuckled because Lisa talking about she hurt. Why are you hurt? That a okay, married I'm, woman I'm keeps her married that life. Up. I'm glad we private. brought that up. Cause she, cause the one time she was vulnerable and opened up to Jen, look what the bitch did. Exactly. Sometimes you've really got to put on your big girl panties and hand and deal with your own personal problems, especially when it's in your relationship. And one thing I can say about Meredith and Seth is, and I really don't care for Seth, but it seems like that's what they did instead of involving fifty million people in their goddamn business. As as well they should have. Cause it really ain't they business at all. So I, at all. I put a note in that. I put a pen in that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I'm sitting here like, so we getting on Jen for overstepping her boundaries. And then Lisa getting a goddamn hissy fit that, Oh, I don't even know my friend girl. You don't know one thing about what happened with your friend. And all of a sudden you don't even know who you sitting next to. I know you fucking lying to me, Lisa grandstanding and fucking performative get the fuck out of here girl while just getting on jen about grandstanding and being performative so i was like this is very interesting here so i want to i'm gonna put a pin in this and come back because when they all had the little sit down and it was revealed by heather that jen had made some comments about drowning Whitney in her pool her lake and killing her and after pushing Heather I'm looking at you Andy Cohen since you have since you and Bravo have such a zero tolerance policy for violent behavior will Jen Shah be replaced on season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Questions that need Because answers. she did, not only did she repeat, not only did she say it to Heather, mm-hmm. she said it to some of the other ladies as well. Mm-hmm. And this is not the first time she has threatened Whitney. Yeah, when they were at the, the hot spring, she talked, to, <laughs> she talked about drowning her in the, in the, in the, in the tub. Mm-hmm. What is to be done about Jen Shah's behavior? Because Bravo has a zero tolerance policy for violence. Mm-hmm. Will this be brought up at the reunion? I need to know. Questions that need answers, Bravo Andy. Because um, if not, if not, I'm dragging you up and down Twitter after this. Let, um, I, listen, the same way I be in Joe Biden's mentions, I'm going to be in yours because I know you fucking lying to me. Also, I call Heather a lonely loser because she talking about Jen had redeeming qualities. Put a pin in that because <laughs> I had to eat my words. <laughs> I had to eat my words. <laughs> I ain't even lie. When she said that shit, I I bust out laughing. <laughs> Redeeming quality. I had to eat my words, friend. That's why. Um, I, Whitney is such a flower child. She takes the ladies to a hypnotist while they're in Vegas. First of all, hold on, friend. Let's back, let's back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. Jen, you did all this grandstanding, talking about Heather need to come get her shit. You leaving? You headed to the airport, bitch. Admit you want attention because you don't get it from your husband. I'm glad we're here because that is what the fuck you had a temper tantrum. 
You was never fucking leaving Vegas. You was never fucking headed to the airport. You are a fucking loser. Girl, you had you your goddamn makeup threat. team there having you up here looking like looking like the saw. Still ugly. Still looking like a knee with fluid on it. Bitch, you was never leaving Vegas. But when I tell you, Heather came in that motherfucking room and Heather read you for fucking filth. And I had to eat my words when I called her a lonely loser. I literally got it in my notes. Take your foot out your mouth. Heather finally stood up to Jen, not only in her hotel room, but when they went to see the hypnotist. And this was my favorite part because I was so tired of these women tiptoeing around the shit that Jen was doing and saying behind Meredith's back. I was tired of her them tiptoeing around the shit that she was saying behind Lisa's back. Because remember, it was Jen who went back to Heather and was like, yeah, Lisa says she doesn't know you. You were probably just like the fun girl in college. That was Jen. Was it Whitney? I thought it was Jen too. No, no, I'm saying I know Jen said it, but I thought she was referring to um to Whitney, not Heather. About no, she was referring thing. to Heather. Oh, that's okay, why Heather bad, was so bad, mad. Remember in that first episode when she Jen threw that quote unquote birthday party for Meredith? It was remember the how pissed shit Heather with, was. It was the pole shit with with Whitney. I'm my bad, my bad. Yeah. It was the pole yeah. Shit remember with. Heather was pissed that Lisa didn't speak yeah, to her and yeah. ignored her. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. that was that was Jen that carried that bone. And then Meredith motherfucking Marks. <sighs> Meredith Marks don't let a motherfucker play in her face because she dead ass called Jen out and said, wasn't it you that was having negative shit to say about my marriage instead of minding your business? Mm. I never said anything. So first of all, bitch, how you the big bad wolf? And when you get confronted, you turn into a little ass puppy. Mm. I didn't say that. I would never. I would uh, roll the bean footage. When Whitney and Heather was like, you a fucking liar. You said every last bit of it. Not only that, then they rolled the the bean footage back. And when the hypnotist was like, why don't you just say that you were wrong and you're sorry? I'm so, so sorry. But she was like, a sorry doesn't need a but. It doesn't need any conditions. Just say you're sorry. This bitch couldn't even say she was sorry and hold herself accountable. You lied to that woman's face, but then was apologizing for something that you claimed you didn't say. You a coward, Jen, and a snake. And I'm so glad these ladies called you the fuck out. And I'm so Heather put so glad Heather put you in your place and was like, yeah, you're on the brink of ruining our friendship. I'm tired of you. Yeah, like it's you know like she 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 is a more volatile Mary Crosby, a snake, yeah, a liar, a coward. She just she just more violent than Mary. Like Mary don't get angry and get violent like she do. You know that's really the only difference. Yeah. You know, and yeah. honestly, and I said this on Twitter, and I might be reaching, but this is just how I feel. I feel that 
Mary, I feel like Mary wants the girl wants to isolate Jen from the girl so she can do the same thing, just uh, just not as volatile as Jen. Yeah, and at this point, I'm all for her having a chance to do it. Let's I mean, see what honestly, happens. They deserve Bring it the mess. <laughs> Bring the mess. I I truly believe one thing I I've noticed. That I like about Meredith is she really does. She really refused to let Jen bully her into anything. Yeah. Honestly, anybody. Like, she, she really don't be having nothing she for She don't be girls. having, not even Seth ass could bully her into nothing. Yeah. That's one thing I do like about Meredith. She don't let nobody, she don't take no shit from nobody. This was a good episode. It was because we got we got it. to see the deconstruction of Jen Shaw. Like I just she is batshit crazy. It's one thing to to be messy, it's one thing to be angry, it's one thing to be, you know, loud and throw shade and show. Cause I mean, hell, that's why we watch these damn shows. But for you to just consistently be threatening violence every fucking episode and literally hear what you want to hear. Like, how the fuck does Meredith and Lisa saying, I forgive Whitney, translate into you are taking Whitney and Mary cross beside? First of all, girl, we ain't even talking about no goddamn Mary. Number one. Number two, if I choose to forgive somebody and move forward, that is not me telling you that what you feel about that person is invalid. I'm just saying I'm moving forward. You can still be mad. Because again, Whitney's still wrong for that shit she did at the party. But if you accept the apology, which you claim that you did, then why are you getting mad at me for also accepting the apology and moving forward? Exactly. Then you get upset. Then you throw this goddamn tantrum. Then we go, got to go to the flower lady for them to have a seance to get for you to be accountable and be and, and expose that you full of shit. Like, it's just... It's just fucking stupid. It's stupid. I'm like, on the one hand, I'm not going to lie. On the one hand, I am enjoying it. But on the other hand, it's getting to a point where it's like, this is creepy. Yeah. And again, like you brought up, Candace, Bravo Andy. It's going to be real interesting since y'all have a, you know, quote unquote, no, no, um, no tolerance for violence and threats and things of that nature. Because, nigga, the, at this point, I don't even think we could call it bean footage. At this point, it's a goddamn bank of footage about this, about how this motherfucker carry on. Yeah. How many more episodes we got of this, of this season? The season finale is this week coming up. So, mm. um, we're going to see the, we're going to see the launch of Heather's um, new beauty lab so that'll be cool and it's gonna be some mess none of the ladies have reached out to heather except for lisa and the look on meredith's face when lisa tell her let me know all i need to know but let's get to the big showdown love and marriage huntsville is back and this is still part of season two Season two, episode eleven. A whole wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is still part of the part of the season. 
the season got cut short during when the pandemic started. Remember now, Love and Marriage Huntsville is typically each season is typically like 16, 20 episodes, like our real housewives shows. But it's oh. it stopped abruptly after episode 10 because of the pandemic. They stopped filming. Oh. Didn't you notice they filming with masks and shit, talking about pandemics and stuff and quarantining? Child, I thought this was a whole new season. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I no, they stopped it. <laughs> they stopped at episode 10. Oh shit, child. Yeah, just, even, they just got female. My bad. Continue, continue, continue. <laughs> um, a whole lot of drama. So appropriate title. Let me, yep. Yep. They they won with that title. Um let me get the positives out the way first. Okay. I I really enjoyed Maurice in this black business town hall because it wasn't performative and it wasn't a way for, for, for niggas who already got, who already making money to try to make more money. And that's what a lot of successful black people tend to do, especially in those type of environments Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we rich, how we get richer and not pull nobody else up with us. How do just we, us, the ones that's already making money, make more money and, and nobody else that look like is going to be making money? Um, yeah, it, I agree with it. That. Remind, it. It seemed to be the opposite of what Letitia from the Bell Collective is trying to do. <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem like a, a gentrification thing, but it seemed like a let's teach the younger generations what they should start working on young so they don't have to be like us and just getting their shit together at 40 years old. Because several of the people that spoke said it was like, I didn't know shit. I didn't, I didn't get my credit and shit right until I was much older. I didn't know what it took to open up businesses till I was much older. I didn't know that it was easier to, to get into a group of people and you would likely achieve your business goals than going after everything by yourself. Like, I think those are pertinent things. And friend, we talk about this a lot when we talk about how we would, you know, why we will never be able to fully eradicate racism in this country is because white people don't want black people to have economic equity in this country. They want to keep black people poor. Um, Yeah. And the shit that though the shit Maurice and them was talking about, that shit white people do all the time. Yeah. That's how I, they build their wealth. Yeah, I was I wasn't uh mad at that. It didn't sound like um <laughs> it didn't sound like the Rock Nation brunch. No, he was just talking about creating first a local chapter of black successful black businesses and business people and mentoring younger black entrepreneurs who are trying to open up business businesses establish businesses and keeping them opened because anybody can start a business can you keep the business going is the question Mm. so that's friend that's one of the things you talk about we talk about you talk about on ratchet um not ratchet ravelins crown and collars is that a lot of black folks want to wag their finger at people, but they're not on the ground doing the mentoring and they're not in the streets. They're not doing the footwork. They just want to tell everybody what you what they doing wrong and what and what they doing right. 
is True. weird. So True. I, I was I was really happy to see that his initiative included mentoring, not just uh trying to have empowerment brunches, but actually mentoring young black businesses <laughs> and entrepreneurs. Right. Um, but now let's get to the negativity. Yes. Yes. So where do you want to start? Because it's a lot. Honestly, honestly, a majority of my, my shit is going to be for Martel. Because... <laughs> As was this whole episode, everybody get this, this bitch-ass nigga went on a media tour Ooh. trying to drag his wife's name through the mud. Mm. Meanwhile, you have gotten the same woman pregnant fucking twice. Mm. And you have talked about what did he say? Um, she stopped. She stopped doing for me. She stopped fulfilling my needs. Y'all got four fucking kids. Aka, aka, the needs were six. Aka. I don't know, friend. I. This is why I have a hard time believing that straight men are the more logical sex because. In what world does a couple have four grade school, ranging from grade school to newborn children, and you think the primary focus is going to be having Mr. Nasty time whenever you want it? Yeah, y'all, it seems like y'all had a lot of Mr. Nasty time. You got four goddamn kids. I I was not. I'm just doing math. Exactly. I'm just saying you don't have folks. You don't have four children without doing like without doing some some fucking. No, you don't. And she didn't get pregnant every time they had sex the first time. It took Mm -hmm. copious amounts of fucking to to have four children. Mm -hmm. Them four children didn't come from four four times having sex. Listen, you don't get four four children. You don't get four four children from four sets of celibacy. Yeah, kids is not a four for four. <laughs> That's only at Wendy's, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Them nuggets still hit, boy. Um, what did shock me was because when we've seen Martell's mom in the past, she seemed like though one of those type of mamas. You know, mm-hmm. my son you know is type. my king. He can do no wrong. Yep, mm-hmm. but baby. Baby, the way she dragged his goddamn ass, the way she dragged the fuck out of her son and told him he signed up for what he's going through when Mm -hmm. he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Mm -hmm. And I love that she didn't allow him to flip. I love that she didn't allow him to flip. It was like, like when when Melody done done there too, and she was like. And she she was said, like, "Yo, oh. you started this, right?" Like she was like, "If Melody doing dirt, then hell, it's what you deserve because you started it. You were the one that stepped out and did your dirt initially. All this hell is on you because if you didn't do that in the first place, you wouldn't be here." Bingo. End of conversation. She was like, "Nigga, in the conversation, if it's a way for it to be salvaged, then do that shit." But nigga, y'all don't involve my goddamn grandchildren in this bullshit. Well, not well, no, no, she didn't say y'all. You have involved my grandchildren in this bullshit. So nigga, fix it. Yep. 
And she's absolutely right. If you kept your dick in your pants, you wouldn't be here. Whatever Melody did or didn't do in retaliation, that sh- nigga, y'all even. He can't, he keep trying to say that she's seeing somebody. If she's seeing somebody after y'all are separated, that's just fucking that. Melody did not cheat first. Melody did not have no baby on him first. Melody didn't have a mistress or a mistress first. But before we get there, friend, Letitia still talk like she chewing plastic. <laughs> okay, and I ain't still see it. treating her. And Marceau still treating her like she the higher help. And I really, we said this, friend, mm-hmm. when we were recapping them um, prior to the pandemic. I don't understand why they are married. They don't, he don't seem to like that woman. He seems to like her for what she can do for him in terms of raising his kids, cooking and cleaning, and being at his beck and call for, they, for the company he owns. He don't seem to like her outside of that. He don't support her. He don't make her feel beautiful. He talks shit to her. He don't respect and her as then a woman. Basically, as a through being. getting another through getting another woman in his face to be his assistant because she wants to do something for herself by going back to school. Mm. How fucking how much of a fucking nasty loser are you to do your wife like that? He he is a he is a typical heterosexual man that is that is embedded in patriarchy and misogyny. Cause did you peep? Yeah. Cause did you peep? Hold on, hold on. Did you peep when they was talking about Kamala getting the VP, and he was like, "Damn, I didn't even consider what it meant for some for, for what it's like for a black woman. Maybe that's something I should consider, nigga. You didn't consider that before." Yep. Classic uh, yeah, chauvinist, Chau- chauvinistic ass nigga. He went over to see Destiny and, and LeBaric. And that conversation rubbed me the wrong way. But what made me happy was Destiny wasn't with that bullshit. And she did not back down. She oh, did not about, uh, tell him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he went over to see Destiny, the baby, and LeBaric, and he going to tell her, See, you sound like Mel. This gonna be your problem. This gonna be what's wrong with you next. And she like, ain't shit gonna be wrong with me because you made the conscious decision to cheat. Nobody made all, you cheat. First of all, uh, first of all, how dare you tell your friend that? Like, you knew her before you knew Mel. Like, y'all were friends long before Mel was even in the picture. Why would you talk to your friend like that? Why would you tell your friend that? Why would you basically insinuate that to your friend? Like, oh, you finna get a divorce. You gonna get cheated Why would, on not even that. Not even that. Why would you insinuate that to your friend who just had a baby? And yes. postpartum depression could already be heavily affecting her. But all this showed me was that a lot of what Mel said goes on behind doors in that marriage is absolutely true. She certainly said that Martel is very verbally and emotionally abusive and manipulative. And this just proved it. Cause if you would say that kind of shit to your friend, I know you, you ain't talking to your wife no better. At all. 
But I mean, we've seen it. Like Martell always saying some stupid shit. He ain't got no goddamn business saying. Exactly. Which which begs the question, you know, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just wondering. Was LeBeric at work? Was he not in the house? So would he? Yeah, well, and that's another issue because Because... when Mel got back to Huntsville and came to see Destiny, you know, Destiny basically admitted LeBeric don't do no helping with the baby, don't do shit. It fall, it all falls on her. Mm. But this the same nigga that had a meltdown because he couldn't help her pick. Her OBGYN. Remember, right. he was mad she was going back to Memphis, back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah. to Memphis. I remember that. Yeah. Talk about this, my this I'm part of this pregnancy too. Yeah, well, it seemed like you don't give a fuck about nothing now that the baby here. Exactly. And you would think a man who has also endured six miscarriages with his partner would want to make sure he's as hands-on as possible because this y'all miracle baby. Yeah. If anything, you should be doing even more to alleviate her. Yep. But again, typ- typical, typical straight nigga. I want it. Now, this is the part where Martel. Calling you a bitch ass nigga, I think is being kind. If there's something worse than a bitch ass nigga, that's what you are. Because the first half of this season, Marceau and Maurice tried multiple fucking times to get you in a position where you and Marceau could reconcile y'all's issues. <laughs> Marceau came to you multiple times <laughs> in an attempt to reconcile y'all's friendship and the relationship that y'all partners had as friends and so on. <laughs> you waited like the fuck nigga you are. Until until you and your wife was going through a divorce to go <laughs> groveling in that man's face like a bitch ass puppy dog <laughs> and blaming everything that happened on your wife. And you know what happened? I don't like Marceau. I don't like Marceau at all. Right. I think he, he I well, him and him. I can't even say he treat Letitia as bad as Martell treat Melody. Because if he even if he cheating on Letitia, at least the bitches ain't getting pregnant back to back. Yeah. I think he 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 not as bad as Martell, but he up there in a different way. But the way Marceau saw through your bullshit when you was trying to blame everything on Mel and said, but what about the shit you were saying directly out your mouth? Mm. What about you coming up next to me in the gym and asking me why I'm such a bitch? That wasn't mm. male. Mm. They had nothing to do with Melody. Mm. What about you purposely not coming to events where you know me and my wife would be at because you was being that spiteful? Mm. What about you not coming to the voting event and all that kind of shit? Mm. The wife was there. Your wife spoke to me. And hell, she don't the even like us. Hell, honestly, she, she dislikes us more than you do. 
But she was there. Marceau called Martel out on his bullshit and said, and then Mark, this will fuck me up. Martel gonna say, I just feel like this meeting serves as an apology. Nah, Marceau was like, nah, you ain't had no problem calling me a bitch. So let your apology serve as your apology, nigga. Exactly. He was like, you could say word, you could say a lot of words, but you can't say the words. I'm sorry. I was because it's not lost on me. It's not lost on me that this nigga Martel is trying to quote unquote mend fences to turn those fences against male. It's not lost on me, you bitch ass nigga. You are a you you are a fuck boy supreme. You worse than the bitch ass nigga. If it's some, if it's a phrase for somebody, like I don't know the phrase, but whatever it is, you you is you that you that. Because God and the wild part friend is in the previews. In the previews, none of the niggas is buying it. The niggas bring up, they like, is it true that you got another baby on the way with the same mistress that says she had an abortion already? Them niggas is not buying into that. But the thing is, friend, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what it is. I don't like the way Marceau necessarily treat Letitia. But she she stands for a lot of that. She do. Marceau don't go picking. Marceau don't go picking with women. He don't fuck with nobody but his wife. (laughs) Right. Because remember when Mel came there and cussed him out? He didn't engage her. Nah, he remember didn't. that? Yeah, I remember. He was like, he just laughed at her until she yeah. left. Yeah, he don't mistreat he, nobody he but his wife. <laughs> he he didn't engage that. And Martel think everybody is going to do the shit that he's doing. He think he going to get all these men and women to gang up on Mel because she don't want to be with him. And that's what this is about. Because Mel told that shit too when, they, when she finally came home. He talking about he was begging her, let's just relocate, let's just get out of Huntsville, let's do this and let's do that. And it's painfully obvious that everything he's trying to do, he's doing out of spite because she won't keep giving him multiple chances to fuck over her. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That is all it is. Because he, he know damn well, ain't no way in the hell you go from Calling this man a bitch and you know, seeing way he got 20 girls cheating on I his want wife my and stuff. Friend back. I <laughs> want my friend back. Is my friend still in there? I miss you, Where's dog. Shut up, bitch. You a, you you a just being a spiteful nigga. nigga. You just you want everybody to gang up on Mel and turn their back on Mel because she has turned her back on you because you have forced her to turn her back on you by being a fuck nigga. Yeah, you a coward. I think that's the best word to describe you. You a coward ass nigga. And yeah. nobody is going to forget it. Which then when when Mel was talking to Destiny, you would think, friend, Martel Hope was a made fucking man when Melody came into his life. Like he already had the money. He already had the body. He already looked the way he looked. He owned businesses. So to hear from Melody Mouth when she met Martel Hope, he was broke, busted, and disgusted with fucked up teeth. Mm. Didn't have no money. They built that company together. 
And that's why he keeps saying the divorce going to get messy because he's going to try to take the shit they built together away from her and it's not going to happen. Nope. She said the nigga was buck tooth when they met. I believe she the reason he bald and fine now. His hairline was receding, and she told that nigga give it up to God. <laughs> you're not gonna listen. You're not gonna be able to take as much as you think you can from Melody, which is why when people in the last dish effort, men do shit like talking. About, I want custody of my kids, nigga. We saw you all last. A year in that half of the season, bitching, moaning, belly aching that you had to step up and do more as a father because Mel's career was taken off in different in different aspects and angles. You need to be more of a wife. Your husband and your kids need you, nigga. Shut up. But now all of a sudden you want full custody of some kids that you was bitching and moaning about having to cook, friend, friend. Mm-hmm. Remember the episode? I remember. I remember where he waited for Mel to get home to ask what they was having for dinner instead of him mm-hmm. just ordering dinner for him and the kids. Mm-hmm. I remember. This the same the nigga that want the, the, full. The niggies remember. This the same nigga that want full custody of his kids. Mm. Even in this episode, remember, like when when they was when he uh, had had the newborn and he, uh, he asked the rest of the kids like, "What y'all y'all want to eat some sandwiches?" They were like, "Yeah." Well, he was like, "Well, come up here and make them." Then you can't make the sandwiches. You can't put the newborn you think down. A judge is gonna give you full custody of some kids that you that couldn't you even don't feed even take dinner to until they mama got home from a late night of working, boy, mm. nigga. Again, all he's doing is just to spite Mel. That's all he's doing. He don't give a fuck about them kids. He don't give a fuck about his broken relationships that he that he broke. He don't he don't give a fuck about nothing. All of this is just to spite Mel and be a petty coward ass bitch ass nigga. Now what, what what I will tell you is when Mel walked in that house, baby girl chose violence off the rip. Literally. And I appreciated it. We going through a divorce. I don't, we ain't, I don't need your help with shit. I needed you to do what we agreed to you doing, and that was moving your shit out and getting the fuck up out this house. And his refusal to move out or trying to change the agreement and how shit works, he is definitely trying to work his way back into her good graces, and she is refusing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Not only did you cheat on your wife, you got the bitch pregnant. You convinced the bitch to have an abortion. The bitch had the abortion. I give you another chance. We have another baby. Instead of really being committed to us having a healthy and successful marriage and rebounding from what we've been through, when the going gets a little tough because we haven't fully rebounded from the mistress and the abortion, you run back to the bitch. And because she is so mad that you made her get an abortion, but we just had a baby, she gets pregnant despite me, your wife. 
And now she got a little boy on the way. By you. There is nothing, nothing, nothing. Absolutely nothing we would have to talk about after you have treated me in that manner. If you wanted to leave me and be with this woman because she was a better fit for you, you could have been a man about it and said, Mel, look, I know we tried. It doesn't seem like we'll ever be able to get back to a place where we are happy and healthy and trusting of each other. I don't think we should want to raise the kids like this. We need to separate and start discussing a divorce and something that's amicable for you and I and the kids involved. You could have left if you were still unhappy and Mel still wasn't giving you what you needed to be happy in the marriage. You could have left. You stayed. You played in her fucking face and you betrayed her in the worst way yet a fucking again. Leave us the fuck alone, Martell Hope. And it looked like in the previews, every single fucking person on this cast is going to be chewing you up for the rest of the season. Leave us alone. We don't want you here. Get you some business. Go to them prenatal appointments with your mistress. Don't worry about who male sucking, fucking, and texting. That's a single woman. When you when you keep making outside babies, we both single. And you better be lucky she tired of having motherfucking kids because I would have popped up pregnant on your whole ass too. Like, what's up? Blended family, what's up? Leave us alone. You are you something worse than the whole ass nigga. I just I I'm, we might have to invent some friend. We might have to string some words together. Cause you a super califragilistic expialidocious ass bitch ass hoe ass coward ass nigga. <laughs> well, I don't think I could have said that any better myself. Um, <laughs> I don't have nothing to add. I think you said everything that needs to be said. I just, you know. That's it, friend. That was that was five shows. And he uh, need his ass beat. He need them paws put on him. And that's just that on that. You knuckle dragging fuck boy. Um, yeah, that's it. Five shows for the next few weeks. Expect five shows. Um, just until we get to the reunion the reunions are over for salt lake city and also i don't think love and marriage is going to be that that long i think we'll get 10 episodes in the reunion i don't believe bell collective will be that long either it's the first season i think we'll probably get 10 or 12 episodes and maybe a reunion um but yeah, also Mona Scott Young girl, fuck you. Whatever this VH1 is, VH1 love and hip hop family reunion shit, go to hell, girl. Yeah, keep it, keep it, keep it. I don't. I if do, you I was do gonna do care. all of that, bitch, you could have just filmed. <laughs> Ain't nobody been quarantining in Atlanta. <laughs> Leave us alone. I can't stand you, motherfuckers. But I, I love our listeners. True, and Truly. we thank you. Um. And I, I thank my co-host, 
because uh, without y'all, we do not get to two years. Most podcasts don't get to six months before they stop producing content. And in light of the 2020 that we had, um, you know, a lot of our shows are still here. I believe Mama Meets World will be back. You know, Bree is whooping cancer's ass. And she says she wants to start recording again, you know, after she completes radiation. Um, Attack on Titan has been nothing but violence. Aaron Yeager has chosen Aaron, violence. Let me tell you something. Aaron Yeager has chosen. No, fuck that, friend. This nigga has chosen genocide. We have be- we yeah. move beyond violence. So- Mike and, and Mike and Manga X Manga will be back because he has things to discuss. Attack on Titan has been mwah, delicious, muy delicioso. Um, Colin and in the Common Sense Corner, I believe, will be back in this new year again. You know, he is Bree's support system and has been helping her beat cancer's ass. So they needed some time off to to fight the most important things in their life, and that's for Bree's life. Um, Crown and Collars is still going strong. Mystic Moments is going strong. Love Drought Podcast has an episode dropping. Um, Randy of Being Free with Simone Pod dropped an episode today about Black men and mental health. So feel free to check that out. I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed is dropping bi-weekly now that the election is over. So you should be getting a new episode of that Friday. As usual, you know me and Jeremy trying to come weekly, you know, with some breaks here and there. And we'll see y'all back in a week. Peace,